I want to teach people it's easy to make money, but the challenge is going to be, how do you multiply it? And that's where we're going is like multiplication matters. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the boldly courageous podcast. I'm so excited for you to listen in on this conversation with my dear friend, Kayla Craft. We go deep into the difference between generating wealth and having a long-term vision and just making money and being more transactional in your business. We talk about some of Kayla's biggest mistakes she's made in business, even one a little bit more recently, and the lessons that she's learned from that and the importance of having values in your life, because these are the things that ultimately will help you when it comes to decision-making of how you spend your time, how you spend your money, how you invest in your business. Kayla is one of the most successful women in my network. She is an incredible light in my life and every single woman that she touches. And she comes from humble beginnings and she shares a little bit of that story in the episode. So this is going to give you so much wisdom, so much value, so much to think about when it comes to building your business, whether you're just getting started or you are a seasoned veteran. And so my guest today is Kayla Craft. From speaking on stage to audiences of 35,000 people, to producing and hosting the Mommy Millionaire podcast with millions of downloads, to working with clients one-on-one, it is Kayla's distinct honor, responsibility, and privilege to teach people how to create a life that they love, complete with the relationships, resources, and purpose that make for a vibrant life. Kayla began her career as an ER nurse, and while her work was important and life-giving, she she couldn't shake the feeling that she was missing out on helping people live their best lives. And she knew that the workload and stress from working the ER was beginning to compromise her own family's health and happiness. She had a gut feeling that she was meant to contribute to this world in a different way, and she knew there had to be a way of doing meaningful, empowering work while also honoring her family. So she embarked on a journey to have it all. 10 years later, she had figured out a way to bring harmony into her family's life while helping thousands of women pursue their passion through her business called Mommy Millionaire. Kayla creates tools and resources for people to launch their own businesses and definitions of success. Through that work, she's been able to coach people to become multi-millionaires. She's successfully launched 
three seven-figure businesses. She's helped people save their marriages, define what they want, innovate a new way of living. And it's incredible to watch people make the changes that lead them to their happiest relationships, work, and fulfillment, says Kayla. Kayla believes in giving back, and that's why she's passionate about teaching people how to coach themselves, how to use the tools that she's developed so that they can find the same kind of joy. Her faith in God is the guiding beacon for all that she does, and her incredible husband and their three beautiful kids are her why. Southern California is Kayla's home, and she says that she is living proof that it's worth taking the leap and chasing a better story. Let's dive into my conversation with Kayla. Kayla, I'm so excited to see your face and to connect with you. It's been forever since we've caught up, and I know that this conversation is going to be like the kickoff, because whenever you and I talk or whenever I hear you speak, I literally walk away with so much inspiration. I feel a fire in my belly. I have pages of notes. And I think that this is like your unique gift from God for sure is your ability to activate people and help them really tap into their why and their purpose and like get over their excuses. So I'm so excited and honored and grateful for you being here. Wow. Well, thank you for that. I love that. Like activating. I love that. I will receive that gift right now. So good. I'm really excited to be here. I was telling Chase, I'm like, I'm so excited to talk to Melissa. Um, he loves you too. So yeah, I I'm excited to kick off this podcast. I know everybody listening in right now is somebody that loves life and wants to impact other people. And that's what I'm about. So, um, I'm ready to give it today. All right. Well then let's kick it off with the very first question, which is what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Well, I was just telling you before I, I brought on a sales team for mommy millionaire and it was something I was, I had been thinking about for years because I don't know if you remember Melissa, but I used to run my own sales agency because I loved doing sales and I was like, nobody can do it like me. And then it was like, okay, what do you want to grow? You know, like what do you really want to help people do? And it's like, I want to help people create generational wealth. So I've got to go all in on mommy millionaire and I got to focus on the fulfillment and the coaching piece. And I've got to bring somebody in for sales. And it's so funny the way that I found my girl is she just kept messaging me on Instagram and she's like, I just love your podcast. I just know there's some type of synergy. There's some way we're going to work together. And uh, I ended up hiring her and it's like, I've never wrote a big commission check to people before. And I just like get so happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, you know, like being able to give back to her in that way. And then we're just helping more people. So it was scary for me because I'm like, oh, I want that person to represent me and mommy millionaire and what we're about. And like that sales call is your first like impression. And so I was so nervous about it, but I, you know, was courage, courageous about it. And we're just like, Hey, like this is that next level for me. Like she's going to do it better than me. And she definitely has. So. Mm. I love that. You said she's going to do it better than me because I know, um, a lot of entrepreneurs have such a hard time relinquishing control or, delegating or even women in general. I mean, we can, we can say moms, women have a hard time allowing other people to do something, you know, better Mm -hmm. than they can. Right. What, like, so what was that process like for you to recognize that perhaps maybe you, there was a gap in your skill set? Not that you're not a great saleswoman because you are, you're like the queen of selling, but like, how did you come to the conclusion that you needed to outsource and allow someone to do it better than you? Well, um, it was actually, you know, I have my coaching Academy. So I partnered up with Dr. Jen Christman and we teach people how to be life coaches. And we've had that going for two years. And the, in 2021, I was like, Jen, I don't have time to do these sales calls anymore. Like, you know, like uh, my life is full. And she said, well, I'll do it. And she was doing them. And like, we were not getting a great close rate. And I was like, every time I sold, like we had hundred percent close rate. So I was like, ah, you know, so then I tried another person and it didn't work out. And, um, I, 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 to answer your question, it was time, right? Like I am committed to only working a certain amount of hours a week. I'm committed to being the mom that picks up my kids at two 30 every day. And like work has to stop then for at least four hours. Like I'm just with them being mom. And so, um, it was like, okay, I'm either going to have to cut into that time with my kids in order to get these sales calls done, or I have to find somebody to help me. And it was, you know, okay. It always goes back to my priorities, my priorities, my family. And so this cuts into my family. So it's an absolute, no, I cannot take on these calls. I have to. 
And it's, that's an important point to make for every entrepreneur listening in right now is like, you've got to have your priorities listed out. You've got to have your, have your core values listed out. Like what is the most important thing to me? And it makes decision-making so easy because your ego can't get in the way of that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and like all of your excuses and all the things cannot get in the way of that. It's like, okay, it's, it's a very easy black or white. Yes or no. Mm. I know that it wasn't always this way for you though, right? So you have, we'll call it the luxury of being able to say, I pick my kids up at 2.30 and I'm not mm-hmm. taking these sales calls. So for the woman that's maybe not there yet, right? She's working two jobs. She's, you know, maybe a single parent or, you know, she's a dual income household, but has such a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. I know that that was you when you first started building your businesses. Can you take us back to that moment of like, at what point did you like, at what point did the sacrifices start to shift? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because I'm sure in the early stages of building your business, you don't always have the luxury of being like, yes, family comes first and I'm sacrificing time with my family to build my business. So what was that like for you when you first started? Yeah. Well, I always think about this because if I could go back in time, I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? But Mm -hmm. I believe that I did it the wrong way. So that way I could teach people a better way now. But when I first started my business, you know, my oldest son, who's now almost 12, oh my gosh, was one. And, um, he was the love of my life. He was like my everything. And when I first started my business, what happened was, um, I just started traveling everywhere. I, I, I put in this story in my mind that he won't remember that I'm gone. And, you know, he still doesn't like, he has no idea, but for me, I remember how much I was gone. And, you know, my daughter, Charlie, she's, um, nine. And, you know, for the first two years of her life, I don't even remember it. I have no idea what happened because I was working so much. I mean, I was like, mom, can you come over and watch the kids? I have to go here. I have to drive here. I got to have a party. It was my really early network marketing days. And it was like, I was having a party every night somewhere. (laughs) So, um, you know, I look back on that. I'm like, gosh, like it was just such a blur. Obviously it made me a millionaire. So it changed my family's life, but it's like, you can't ever get those times back. And what I wish I would have told myself then was like to, you know, build better leadership, first of all. And second of all, like find a way to take the kids with you everywhere you go, you know? And, and I was like, why, why didn't I just have a nanny help me? If I would have had a nanny, you know, I I was like, I'm never going to have a nanny and I never have, but if I would have gotten a nanny, then I could have traveled with my kids. And that's something I would have done differently. Like, okay, let's have help with the kids traveling. And then they could have been everywhere with me, you know? And so that's something I look back and I'm like, gosh, I would have done that differently, mm. but you know, you live and you learn. So it was hard. I mean, there is, there is that sacrifice piece, but I mean, as a mom, I just like, just time just goes so fast, you know, that's why I'm so protective now over my time with my kids. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's the most important, most valuable asset we have is, is time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can make all the money and lose all the money and make it all back, but you know, time with your family and time with your kids is so important. And this brings up this idea of like autopilot, right. Or Mm -hmm. like we do things the way that we do things just because it's how we do things or it's what we see other people do. And, and, you know, we have a lot of network marketers that are listening to this show and, you know, you know, I love network marketing. I know you do too. And what I love about it is it's a duplicatable system, Mm -hmm. right. Um, and it's, it's a ready to go business in a box, but a lot of times we just duplicate what our leaders do. And we don't stop to, to question, like, does this actually work for me? We get kind of on this like autopilot system yep. of like, I didn't know there was another way. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I'm hearing you say, which is so powerful, which I hope people can take away is that like, when you can take a moment to just pause and ask yourself like, well, why am I doing things this way? And, and how can it like, what is the perfect situation? How can I make this work for me? And then start building your own operating system, which is basically what you're saying. Like you would have done differently. Right. Yes. And you said it perfectly. Yes, that's exactly, exactly right. And, you know, to the network marketing point, like, I feel like some companies don't want you to ask why, they don't want you to question why you do things mm. um, because then, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as duplicatable, but you, you're not a duplicatable person. Okay. So nobody's ever going to be you. Nobody will ever be you. Amen. And you have to find out what is the best thing for you and the legacy you're trying to create. 
So I always say now, you know, to my network marketing team, I never want to tell you what to think ever. My job as a leader is to teach you how to think. And that's something I've done differently this time around is just like, okay, critical thinking. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you traveling to this thing? Why are you going on your social media right now? Don't do it because I said, you got to post every day, but do it because you are connected to, you know, that, why does this matter to me? Mm, That's such a powerful perspective shift. And I think we're starting to see that in the landscape of digital marketing, social retailing, social selling, network marketing, whatever you want to call it. You're starting to see this um, transition away from like duplication and and a and a kind of shift into authenticity and uniqueness and and branding and and of course like duplication from a, a systems perspective right there's yeah. a system and a strategy but like you get to put your own secret sauce on it and the one thing that used to always really hurt my heart was when I saw some a brilliant woman copy and paste somebody else's social media post from her leader because she thought that the way that she was going to write it wouldn't be effective enough or wouldn't be good enough. And it's just like, you're robbing yourself of the magic that you have, which is you being you, you know? Mm, I I mean, I see that every single day and I'm like, you know, like why, (laughs) why, you know, but it's, it is just because people have not been tapped into themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's, it's teaching people the art of that. I mean, that's all I did, you know, in the beginning was like, it was like, we found one good post that worked and it was like, it circled around, you know, that was back in 2011 though. So this is, you know, this is a new year, a new era, I guess you could say. And it's like, you've got to, you've got to, you got to do things differently. We get to, because we know better now. Exactly. And you got to go, like, you have to make all those mistakes, right. To figure out, like you said, I'm going to do all the things wrong so that I can teach you how to do them all the right way, which is like, Hey, thanks for that. I appreciate you taking one for the team, but you know, I talk a lot about um, what it means to be a boldly courageous woman. And part of being like walking that path is so as, as a leader is knowing that, Hey, I might, I'm going to be willing to go first. Like I'm going to be the one willing to fall flat, flat on my face, mm-hmm. make a fool of myself. I'm going to be the one that's willing to change generational patterns for my family, change wealth dynamics. I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, but then once I figure this shit out, I'm going to come back and show you like how to do it. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just gets me thinking about, you know, just all the mistakes I've made. There's so many, I mean, I tell people, I'm like, I could write several books on all the mistakes I've made being an entrepreneur, but And that's what gets people from really going all in and playing big is like, they're so scared of making a mistake. And, you know, it's, that comes to when did that first happen in your childhood? You know, like when, when did you get like spanked for making Mm -hmm. a mistake, Mm. you know? And we know our subconscious mind is formed before we're seven years old. And so think about all the things, like all the things that you could have possibly done wrong. Right. And I have my air quotes up you guys, because you know, that's relative and to your parent and, and what's unfortunate about that is so many people are just so scared and they've got to learn to nurture their inner child, you know, and love on her because when she is loved on and nurtured, then when it comes time to take a risk in your business, she doesn't show up and try to run the scene. You know, your best self shows up and just owns that show. So, yeah, I believe that the fastest, well, people, people ask, I'm sure they ask you this a lot. I get this question too. Like, how do you, how are you so confident? How do you love yourself? Like, how do you get to a point where you, um, you know, you can take action and and not be scared. I'm like, well, you're always going to be scared. Like there's always fear, but you still walk with it, but it is, it's that inner child of like, being her biggest ally and biggest advocate and protector of like kind of mothering yourself or giving yourself the, the guidance and the wisdom and the protection that maybe like your little seven-year-old self didn't have. So I love that you, I love that you shared that because I think people see the finished product or they see, you know, the highlight reel on your social media or the success that you're having. And they don't recognize that like, it doesn't come from your wins. It comes from all of your losses and all of your failures and all of your setbacks of like, okay, I didn't die. I'm still here. You know, I'm going to pick myself up, um, dust myself off. So what would you say 
like most recently, maybe in the past, like 18 months has been one of the biggest, you know, mistakes or failures you've had that you've learned a lesson from more recently. Oh my gosh. More recently. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about this because I feel like most entrepreneurs don't talk about this crappy stuff, but at the beginning of 2021, I hired somebody new and I mean, it takes me months to hire people, by the way, like I am like, I like just like extensively review everything about this person because I'm so big around who is around me. And I was so excited about this hire. I hired her and within five days, I knew it was not going to work out because of just the team dynamics. Like she just was not a good fit. And, um, I was like, we got to let her go. And anyways, I let her go, but she had only worked for me for five days. So I was like, you're not getting a severance package. Like, bye. She was, she was very rude to my team members. Okay. So that's like where I like draw the line. Like if you're a rude person, like you could be incompetent and I want to help you, but if you're rude, like, I'm just like, I can't help you with that. Like, I'm not here to help you be a better person, even though, yes, I, I am, but you know, you can't really help that. Um, you know, like you should just want to be a kind person anyway. So I let her go, no severance package. And then she ends up like, you know, throwing a lawsuit on us for discrimination and all this stuff. Like it was so crazy. And looking back now, I'm like, dude, I should have just given her the severance package, right? Like just given her one month of pay and just like been on her, my way because then, you know, it'd have been fine. But I was like my ego. I'm like, absolutely not. Like you're a horrible person and we're done. Um, anyway, so everything is done and it's wrapped up in a pretty bow. So I could say whatever I want now, <laughs> as long as I'm not naming names, but yeah. So it was literally eight months of annoyance. That's what I would say. Annoyance and an energy leak. Um, and we finally resolved the situation and it cost me a lot more than one month of pay would have been. And that's my biggest mistake. Like now I've learned like, hello. Okay. Um, you want to fire people up, you know? And what I mean by that is like, no, she wasn't a good fit for my team, but in that I should have sent her along the way with a big severance package and helped her find another job, Mm. you know, because like, that's just now that's what I do. You know, I just had to let somebody go a couple weeks ago and it's like, here you go. Um, because you know, that's the, it's not always the fair thing to do. It shouldn't have to be your job to do that. But as a leader, when you start taking on employees, it's like, you always want to have people leave with a good taste in their mouth, even if they did something wrong. And so I've really learned that lesson again. I wish it would have been something, you know, that I didn't have to learn because, uh, I like to keep my money, but you know, here we are. (laughs) But also what I'm hearing, Kayla, is kind of an extension of your brand and the standard of excellence at Mommy Millionaire that you have of like helping women normalize wealth. And I want to talk more about wealth versus money because you kind of, you, you touched on a couple of these different things and I want to, I want to anchor those in, but, um, you know, at Mommy Millionaire, your, your mission was to create uh, a million millionaires originally, right? And then I'm sure that's still the same. We can talk about how that's evolved, but like I could see how not only that touches like the front front end of the business, meaning like your clients, but also the back end of like the the women that come or the people that come through the back end of like your team. And so I can see how now that would be a part of it. Okay. Okay. Like, Hey, we're going to transition you out. And that's the mommy millionaire way, or like, this is our standard of excellence. And I think, um, my word for 2022 is excellence. It came Mm -hmm. to me like the other day. And I'm like, I, I want to lead with everything in my life with a standard of excellence. And just having this conversation is helping me see how, even in those moments of, um, conflict, or disagreement that you can still lead from a place of excellence and integrity, even if it doesn't feel good. Cause you're like, Oh, fuck this person. I'm still going to lead from a place of excellence. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, I think, you know, if I go back and like, what the heck, what was I thinking? You know, it was like, that was victim Kayla that made that decision. Mm. I felt victimized by her. You know, like, and so, which was like, 
dude, you're never a victim. You chose all of this. And how is this happening for you? I would have, you know, made different decisions, but it's always got to check in. Like now it's like, you know, with, with, you know, things that are happening in my business, even now it's like, okay, is this Victor Kayla showing up? Like the one that like is extremely successful and loves people well, like her kids are happy and thriving and everything is going well. Or is this like little Kayla that like, you know, cause that little Kayla, she's so strong, you know? And I grew up, you know, with a single mom, a dad in jail. I don't know if you know that Melissa, but, um, you know, it's just like, it was really easy for me to fall into victim for most of my life because I like thought my life isn't fair. Like none of the other friends at school have their dad in jail. Why is this happening to me? Mm. And that's just so deeply ingrained Mm -hmm. into who I was that I've got to, that has to be, it's like, I have to constantly be checking in with her. Like you're Mm -hmm. loved, you're seen, you know, what does that version of Kayla think about this version? That's making multiple six figures a week right now in her business. Um, (laughs) that gives me chills. I was like, oh gosh, you know, she's in awe of, of who I am now. And I really try to sit with that version of Kayla and like adore who I am now and celebrate, you know, celebration is the party thrown in the name of gratitude. And so I, I try to spend time with those two together and just like, you know, give thanks because I remember growing up and there were certain, you know, there's certain people who stand out to you, you know, in your life. And, uh, you know, why would I adore them? What was something that stood out to them? And it was never money. It was never money, but it was how kind people were and how charismatic people were. Those were the people who stood out to me in my life. And so I love that that is who I am now. It's like, I am a kind person. I am a charismatic person and I'm proud of that person. Um, and the money is just like, that's an extension of who you are, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that you've had to do a lot of work around your money mindset, right? Um, What would you say was the very first sort of like breakthrough around money that you had when you were building your business? Okay. So there's so many and there still are. Right. Uh, But the first one I had was my first year in business. I made six figures. And before that, you guys, I was an ER nurse and I still made great money, you know, but I, and I was very good with money. Chase and I used to follow Dave Ramsey. So we do the envelopes, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, it was really good for us. Okay. Because we just, we were able to be, you know, we had bought a, like a really beautiful home and we had gotten to do some other things because we were so diligent about, about money. And, um, and I make six figures on the side and I, I didn't know you had to pay taxes on that, you know, cause I'm a, I have the employee mindset that it's just, it's taken out automatically. Right. So then we go to our accountant and he's like, wow, you guys had a great year. What'd you do? I'm like, Oh, I started a business, you know? And he's like, okay, well, like, you know, you're going to owe this in taxes. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> he sorry, says, what? guess what you guys, I had spent all that money because yes. it was side money to me. Okay. Cause I didn't have that mindset of like, going to use this to multiply my money. I'm just like, this is extra. I was like taking everybody out to dinner. And like, I was just like, Oh, just like spending it like frivolously, no intention behind the money at all. So that was when I was 20, 24 at that time. And, uh, you know, it's just, I look back on that now and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I love you. You know, I love you little Kayla. Uh, <laughs> I do. But again, just like, you've got to like learn these. Cause it's like a part of my brand now, you know? So, so yeah, but I mean, there's been so many times where it's like, I've just like, why, why'd you do that? Kayla? We, we, uh, you know, in my mid twenties, we were making a lot of money and, uh, again, I hadn't done anything to increase my financial education. And so people knew we made a lot of money, obviously, because of social media and stuff like that. And that was the way that I built my network marketing business. People would come to us with like investor opportunities all the time. Right. And in my mind back then, because I hadn't learned like this inner child work, I never wanted to tell people that I didn't like that. I couldn't afford something or no, because I would think they thought I didn't have any money. So even if I thought it was like a bad deal, I'm just like, I got to say yes to this because I don't want them to ever think that like, Mm. I'm, I'm like not legit. Like I don't have this money I'm talking about. 
Right. So I would invest in stupid stuff. Like obviously that money, you know, I always say the law of circulation, it went somewhere, but it didn't, you know, it didn't directly come back to me from that investment deal, you know, and, uh, we invested like movies and like all these things. I just didn't know anything about. Okay. And it makes me oil. It just makes me laugh now because I know it's all coming back to me in some way. Right. But back then it's just like, wow, you know, like the ego was making all those decisions and not like the best self, you know, that is financially literate. So, so yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about those mistakes, my friend. Well, again, it's like, it's what we were just talking about earlier of like, these are the, these are the things that teach you like until you're forced to learn it, you probably won't. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, that's the common theme with money and relationships and even business. Like if you're not forced to learn the hard lesson, you're never going to know the value in it. Right. You're not going to know the value in it. Um, You talked about financial literacy. So what would you say has been, um, probably the, when it comes to financial literacy, what's been the most, uh, like helpful tool for you right now in building wealth, um, to, to help you kind of get to where you are now in terms of liter- financial literacy. You know, I think one of the biggest things that helped me was understanding that the amount of money you have in the bank is not helping you grow wealth. And I used to have, once I had lost money, right. I was like, I got to have this number in my bank account. And if this number isn't in my bank account, like crazy Kayla shows up, right? Like she is freaking out. And Chase is, was like, he's kind of still is the same way. He, he freaks out a little bit and I'm more like, ah, it's fine. But money in a bank account is only helping your bank get richer. And so now like, I understand that like money always needs to be playing. Okay. Money likes to play and, but it likes to play to win. Okay. And so you got to put that energy behind it. And so I'm always looking like, okay, if I have $10,000, how do I make that into $12,000? How do I make that into $20,000? That'd be awesome. Right. So I look for different ways like that to just like, how can I add a little bit more to this? Because in a bank account, it's not making me money. So that's something, um, that I've learned a lot about. And I learned that from Robert Kiyosaki. I love all this stuff. It's so good. And I just recommend everybody read his stuff. It's funny because it's like rich dad, poor dad. And I feel like I'm like rich mom, poor mom, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Uh, Yeah. So like reading his stuff, listening to it on audible was like so helpful because he talks, I mean, even now he talks a lot about Bitcoin and like the way that he explains it, it just makes sense to me. So I'm always looking like, okay, I got to keep learning every single day about the way money is working in today's age. Cause it's, it's changing rapidly you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that gets me excited and also like, you know, making mistakes is the best, <laughs> is the best way to learn. I feel like, but learn a wise person learns from other people's mistakes. And so if you're listening into this right now, it's like, okay, like, let me become financially literate about what I want to invest in. So I personally, I like real estate. Okay. And I like hard money lending because it's, it's a way to make really great cash and help people at the same time. Okay. Uh, but you got to decide what it is that it is for you. Like you might love Bitcoin, get educated on it. Don't just listen to me on why it's cool. Like I took a whole course on Bitcoin because I was like, I need to understand the phrases. And I like had my journal out, Melissa. And I'm like, crypto hashtag, like I'm like back in school because I'm like, this does not make sense to me. But again, I've learned my lesson because everybody's telling me invest in Bitcoin, invest in Bitcoin. And I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. You're going to miss the bow. I'm like, I got to like learn on it. Anyways, I'm, I'm glad I have done that, but yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is find out what excites you. Like if you could put your money somewhere to play, where would it be? And then go and learn from the experts on it. Mm, It's so powerful, right? Because again, you're getting into the energy of play, which is so creative. Like when you, like, I know for me, whether it's like, and play, play cover encompasses so many different things, right? Um, it could be playing with your kids or going for a run or dancing or picking up a new hobby, right? Learning something new you get excited. There's an excitement Mm -hmm. that comes along with it. And then ideas start to flow and your energetic capacity rises and you feel a new fire in your belly, right? It's like, 
It's like starting your network marketing business or bringing on a new business builder or finding out that you're pregnant. And you're, it's like you're um, stepping into a whole new world of like, like you said, getting educated and getting excited. And I, I think that for a lot of people, money feels like such a scary place because there's a lack of education, right? We don't want to look at the numbers. We want to kind of pull the covers over our head and just ignore it. And if we don't look at it, it'll go away. And I always, you know, for me personally, like whenever it comes to something unknown, I think sometimes there's a fear behind what if it doesn't work out or what if I don't understand it or what if I make a mistake or, you know, what if it's worse than I thought? And instead it's like, how can we play in the energy of like, uh, becoming curious about like, what am I here to learn or what, um, what new, what way, in what ways can I be surprised? Like in what ways can I be, um, you know, like open to learning something new and exciting and, and you can almost look at it from a sense of curiosity, right. Instead of like fear. So I love that you shared that. I think it's super powerful, especially when it comes to money, that it doesn't have to be this like super stressful, super anxious thing. It can actually be something that's super fun and lighthearted and curious. So I love that you said like how money likes to play, but I, I want to talk about the difference between wealth and money, because you mentioned, you know, in the very beginning, when you, when you're building your business, you, you know, when you first hit a million dollars, right. I know for a lot of people listening and in the industry, we are like, Oh, you know, you cross the seven figure mark or you cross the six figure mark. It's like nothing really changes you're still the same person. You just made a million dollars, but that doesn't mean that you're wealthy. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, your perspective now on the difference between making money and actually generating wealth? Like how do the, how are those two things different for you right now? Okay. Oh, this is so good. So first I want to say that money just amplifies who you are. Right. So when I became a millionaire, I was still insecure and very ego driven. And so in that I continued to make money, but I kept making decisions out of ego. And again, like, so that causes harm. It, it causes disruption and not in the good way. Right. And now that I've worked so much on myself, it's like, it's still money. Okay. It still comes easy into me, but real true wealth is, can you keep your money? (laughs) Okay. And can you multiply your money? Wealth to me is generational. Okay. So what are you leaving for your grandchildren and your great grandchildren? And that's like my primary focus right now is, is that, and it's funny because I live in Newport beach, right. And I moved here about three and a half years ago. And before that I lived in a small town called Bakersfield. It's known as the armpit of California. And I always said like, I'm like a big fish in a small pond in that place. Okay. And I was like a very much the black sheep, like what I'm driving a G wagon around. There's no other G wagons in town. I had a huge, you know, uh, million dollar home and it was beautiful and you know, everything was great. And then we moved to Newport beach. And plus, by the way, like, you know, just living in the overflow. Okay. Just like living in the overflow, but I'm like, I hate living here. So we moved to Newport beach. Cause I was like, I love water and we moved to Newport and I'm surrounded by wealth. And when I say wealth, It's not just people that are, you know, came into money. No, these are people that, you know, their great grandpa developed, you know, stag chili. And now they have like, they're just like ultra rich. Everybody drives a G wagon here, you know, and everybody drives a Ferrari here. Like it's just is what it is. You're surrounded by wealth. And I'm not saying if somebody drives a Ferrari, they're wealthy because you can rent those pretty easily. Um, $30,000 millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So but I've come into just knowing people, right. That come from wealth. One of my best friends that I met here is her grandpa invented the live, uh, 24 hour television in Canada. Okay. So it's just like that family, like, you're just like, I've got nothing on them. Right. Like, Oh my gosh, like that is true wealth. And that's what got me thinking because I look at my friend's life and I go, she doesn't have to work. Okay. And she has a lot of freedom. She's probably the happiest person I know. She's the most generous person I know. And it's because she doesn't have to worry about, she doesn't have to worry about paying the bills. She pays the bills and also gives back in a huge way because she has like this huge stability behind her of wealth. Right. And she's not one of those bratty people. I don't want that to come off like that. But years ago, I I came here and my expenses went through the roof and I was like, holy mother of God. 
I wanted to keep up with the Joneses here and I want to have everything nice. And then I'm like, whoa, like I'm never going to become truly wealthy. If I want to keep up with the Joneses here, I've got to figure out how to create more assets. So that way my family, my children right now can do whatever they want in their life. And they don't have to worry about paying the bills like mommy does. They're going to work. They're not even going to worry. They're going to be in the overflow and go, what causes do I want to help? What problems do I want to solve? And they're going to be able to come from a much creative space and not a desperation space. Like I have to work. And some of the biggest things I do right now is, you know, all three of my kids have investment accounts. They know, you know, like the power of money. We don't idolize it or anything like that, but I want to get them in the mindset. Remember, I don't like to teach people what to think. I want to teach them how to think my kids always thinking, okay, how do we multiply this money? So if you're given a dollar, what can you do? to make this into more money. And I, we play little games like that. Our favorite board game is cash flow game from Robert Kiyosaki. And my kids are thinking differently. And so wealth is like, you have your assets that are paying for your lifestyle, you know, and that's the biggest thing. Like, do you have your assets paying for your lifestyle and not just your expenses, right? Because I believe if you're fine, you're financially free if your assets pay for your expenses. Okay. So I would consider myself financially free. Do I have assets enough to pay for the desired lifestyle I want? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. I want, I mean, I need my private jet. Okay. Cause <laughs> I have hockey players that are going to be traveling all over the world. Like anyway, um, I get all excited about that, but that's where I believe true wealth is, is you have assets that pay for your desired lifestyle and you could still be generous and give back, um, and leave an inheritance for generations to come mm. that that's wealth. It's such a powerful, um, like perspective shift because I know that, you know, sometimes when you are starting off in your life, in your business, you're building from desperation. Mm-hmm. You're building from worst case scenario. You're building from fear. You're building from lack, right? You're building from, you know, debt and no time and just like this place of, this is not what I want my life to be. And when you're building from that place, it's easy to have success because there's no other option, right? There's no other option. And what happens for a lot of people, and maybe you've experienced this too, Kayla, once you have money and you have time, you're like, okay, now what? Like the fire almost goes away a little bit, you know? (laughs) Um, Okay. So the fire sometimes goes away. I feel like I have this like inner drive and this inner knowing that like, I always want to keep my fire lit. And I think it's important to be around expansive experiences because that fire will always stay lit. Like yes. living in Newport beach. I mean, it just, it's like, I'm, I'm on fire. Okay. Cause you see the potential you see like, right. Oh wow. Like go bigger. Right. Like that, that phrase, God says, no, go bigger. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I see the, I'm like, I want to be in the ocean. Like that's where I want to live. Okay. But here I love this place. I never want to leave Orange County. I love it so much, but you know, like if you want a spot in Newport beach on the ocean, you're looking at, you know, 25 to $60 million for a home, which to me, I don't judge that. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm ready and open to receive that to come through. But that's the kind of stuff where I have that fire, like that's Hmm. boom. But I also have like decided like, we're never going to move into that until I have all the assets in place for my children. Right. Well, and so, you know, I know um, we both work with a lot of network marketers and you get to this point where people are like, okay, hit the top of the income plan. Now what, Mm. now what do I do? Like all of my needs are met. I've hit all my goals. Now what? And I, what I'm hearing you say, which I want people to really like walk away with is there's a, the difference between making money and building wealth. Right. And so making money is a short-term goal. Like, let me hit a million dollars. Let me hit six figures in my business. Let me hit six figures a month. Like, and it's here today, gone tomorrow, like done. But when you talk about building wealth, you're talking about vision and why that's so much bigger than the transaction that happens today. So it's like transactional versus being a visionary. Mm. 
right? Like transactional almost versus relational, right? So your relationship to generating wealth is based on your value system that you talked about earlier, your why, um, the environment that you put yourself in, that fire staying lit, and that's value-based, right? Versus transactional, which is just here today, gone tomorrow, like roll over every year is, is you start over at zero, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, we just had January 1st and, you know, you pull up your revenue report and it's zeros all across the board, right? So that's transactional. Okay. This month, we're going to make this much, this much, this month. And I think sometimes when you're so goal-driven or you're numbers driven, or you're in a sales organization, it's so easy to get focused in the transaction of like, okay, I hit that transaction. Now what? That if mm-hmm. you are focusing on wealth, versus making money. That's a completely different energy. So I love that. I love that you shared that. It's so good. And you know, you know, my story that I was in another network marketing company for nine and a half years. And I left recently to go to another company. And I've looked at this as like my time to do it differently. Everything mm-hmm. that I wish I would have done, I'm, I'm doing it now. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy. One of the things I'm teaching my team is that like, what does it take to be a wealth builder? Right. Um, in order to build wealth, you've got to have and create leverage for yourself. And that's something that I'm just like implementing right now is like, first of all, one, one way you get leverage is just your financial education. Another way you get leverage is other people's time, right? When you have employees and also other people's money Uh, and I'm teaching them this. Okay. And these are people that have never even made $10,000 a month. Right. And they're like, why are you teaching me this? And I had to like break it down. Like, we're going to prepare for the blessing. We're going to prepare because what happens is when you have a big vision, there is provision. So if you start to say, you know, like for me, I want an apartment complex for each of my kids. Right. And in that, so I can just give it to them. And I'm not a big believer in college, Uh, (laughs) but that's a whole nother podcast topic. But anyways, like that is enough to keep going, right? It's not about the, like you're saying the transaction, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, of course, a hundred thousand is going to come in every month. And then, you know, we're going to take, you know, 25% of that. And it's going to go over here for this complex and blah, da, 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 da. So you start to think about your goals very differently. Like it's already been done because this is happening instead of going, oh, I have to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. And cause I want to build my dream home. I hear that from so many people all the time. I want to build my dream home. I'm like, are you serious? Like that is such a small vision. It's such a small vision and your dream home is never going to make you money. Mm. Yeah. And it's ego driven. It kind of goes back to like what you're talking about yep. before. It's like, and it, exactly, exactly. But it's just that they've been sold the American dream of you've mm. got to have a dream home that looks mm-hmm. like this. And I'm like, no, of course they don't want you to be wealthy because they only want a few families to be wealthy. So you've got to start playing the game. Mm-hmm. So here we are 12 years later, 12, you've been building your business for for 12 years. What's the next 12 years look like for you? More time with my kids, (laughs) a lot of hockey. I have two hockey players and, um, one of them goes to a hockey school. So he's just like, so it's, I'm like that hockey mom. I'm just like obsessed with watching him going to his practices. Like I love watching like these kids shine. Um, that, helping millions. You know, you asked about my vision for mommy millionaire and it's like, now it's millions. I was thinking too small with 1 million women making a million dollars. Now it's helping millions make millions. Mm. Okay. Because I want to teach people it's easy to make money, but the challenge is going to be, how do you multiply it? And Mm -hmm. that's where we're going is like multiplication matters and the gap in your life is everything. So the bigger, the gap in your life, and I'll explain this, the gap is again, your expenses to your assets and the bigger gap you have between what my expenses are. Let's say your expenses a month are $10,000, but your assets are bringing in, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month, which is hard to do by the way, but you can do it. <laughs> um, okay. That's a great gap, right? Because, um, hello, I have so much freedom and so much options in that. Like that is incredible, right? So, um, that again, you come from that place of creativity of play. And I always say gap is everything. So what's your gap? Um, instead of going, how do I add more expenses onto my lifestyle, which is what I did for years. How do I, how do I have more and more and more and more and more? It's like, no, we don't need that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I love that. So teaching people that, you know, and having a lot of fun. Um, and I just want to, I just want to help more people be, be happy and free, you know, in the short time that I've known you, we met through a business mastermind and I can't ever imagine you not living in Southern California, by the way, like of like three and a half years, I feel like you've lived in Southern California forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I have personally watched you evolve in the most beautiful way. You've always been an incredible powerhouse. You've always been a light and so passionate, like your passion for what you do is obvious to anybody. But what I've observed of you in the past three years is like almost like a, how do I put this? Like a freedom in who you are. Like you've dropped in more deeply into your authenticity of like being even more unapologetic about your mission and your message and owning your mistakes. And even even as a super successful, highly high performing alpha driven woman, you at the core of who you are have, like you said earlier, you're very kind, even though you have strong boundaries and it's, it's like, it comes through so much in everything that you talk about, everything that you share, the way that you share it, but it's almost like this, like settling. And I can, Mm. I know that that's come through the past 12 years of a lot of challenges and a lot of mistakes and a lot of relationships that have shifted for you. And, um, you know, even the work that you and Chase have done in your marriage, like it shows so much. And so I have no doubt that what you will create in the next 12 years will be far surpass what you've created in these first 12 years, because it's multiple, it's, it's momentum. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to compress so much time and I can't wait to bring you back on the podcast and talk about how um, you did in one year, what it took you in 12 years to do in your business. Oh, I can't wait to see that happen. I have chills. I received that. Received. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Like, um, you know, it, it's so important that you bring that up because there's the power of momentum. There's so much power and momentum in your life. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody listening in right now to just think like, obviously I didn't get to this place by just getting lucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, what happens is you build momentum in your life. You have to be the one that creates momentum in your life. And there's a season, you know, there is like, there is a season for momentum building. And then there's a season to be in momentum. And a lot of you, if you're a new entrepreneur, you know, you're building momentum. And sometimes it feels like you're doing all the things and you're getting nowhere. It's like pushing a dead car up a hill you know, and it's like, what? Well, oh my gosh, like, when is it going to get, guess what? You eventually get the car up the hill. Okay. And in that, all of those lessons, you get to ride, you get to just ride down the hill after that. And not in the bad way, but in the best way, it's very freeing. And you have this power and this certainty behind you. Okay. That is going to help everything become easier in your life. So what I mean by that is like, okay, once you get the power of momentum behind you, right. It seems like people will say things like, gosh, everything you touch turns to gold or and you're like, Oh God, you, don't you, should, know see the, you should see the yeah. piles of shit I've touched. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. That's so good. But it's like, okay, you get that power of momentum where now cash flow is coming in. Right. And then you just have different problems. So your life is never going to be not have problems. Okay. It just, again, it's more complex. Like I shared my mistake from 2021. A lot of you guys are like, that'll never happen to me. It, you know, I hope it doesn't because you learn from this lesson. Right. But again, your life just gets more complex and in the best way, but you have the power of the Mo call it the power of the Mo behind you where everything is working out for you and things you look at are different than how you would look at it as a new entrepreneur. And you're just in that season of building right now, but you have to believe that I get to create my own momentum. So first of all, I've got to lead myself every single day Mm. and leading yourself is, you know, you got to have integrity. Mm. You got to do the things you said you're going to do every day. Even if, you know, Melissa, your coach will never know you didn't do them. You could, you know, you You know, you did them, right? but you know, that personal integrity is so important as you go on this journey. Like that is the most important thing. Don't say you're going to do something if you, if you're not 100% committed to doing it, 
you know, and you go, well, of course, but there's a lot of little things, right? There's just so many little things where if you break your personal integrity, it messes with your self image. And then, you know, it's really hard to get that car up the hill because you keep going backwards <laughs> when you break that self image. So you've got to get that integrity in place. Another way to lead yourself is like, you've got to have the vision. Okay. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. And so in the beginning, you're the only person with the vision and you don't have a lot of people following the vision, but you got to lead yourself into that vision. You've got to see it and believe it every single day. Like, what am I doing here? What am I building here? Why does it matter so much to me that this vision comes to fruition and keep, you know, locking into that boom, boom, boom all the time. And, you know, get those core values in place because then throughout the day, it's like an easy yes or an easy no. And you start to, that's how you create that momentum. When you don't experience like a lot of people stay in the lag, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like, all you're doing is literally killing any momentum that your business has. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you've got to like, keep doing the things that actually matter and your intuition will know, right. It's a yes or no. And your values will know your values will guide you. Right. So anyways, you got to lead yourself. You guys, I'm so excited because I just feel like you're amazing, Melissa. And I know you're teaching all these women to be, well, I mean, I don't know if there's men that listen to you, but boldly courageous. Right. And that's what every entrepreneur needs is courage. It's it's, you got to have a little more courage, um, today than you did yesterday. So being boldly courageous, that is a requirement for success, but I I challenge you. It's not about the one big courageous move you make. It's about the little courageous things you do every single day. And, you know, if you're listening into this right now, it's like, okay, what's the next courageous step I can take in my life, in my business. And that's how you create momentum, right? It's just like a little courage after a little courage. And then all of a sudden people go, Oh, she's so courageous. She's so this, she's so that I promise you, as you're taking the little steps to where you want to go, nobody's going to clap for you. No, nobody. And so you'll constantly, you'll want to question yourself, right? Am I doing this right? Nobody's telling me anything. Um, that need for external validation is just a sign. You need to go back and check in with your little girl, Mm. that little sweet person inside of you. Cause she's the one that was designed to need it. Mm. Okay. So you just got to nurture her along the way and have some fun, have some fun. That's the key. Have some fun. Let it be fun. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. If people want more Kayla craft in their life and they all need more Kayla in their life, trust me. And they want to learn more about how they can, you know, partner with you, work with you, get into your, your vortex. What's the best way for them to do that? First, I mean, I have a podcast called mommy millionaire and it's not just for moms. Uh, it's, it's all about just, you know, making money, the mindset to make money and keep your money, you know? So listen into that. And then also you could head over to, um, mommymillionaire.co forward slash sales. And you could, you know, speak with one of my strategists and see what program we have that is best for you. We help people from get getting started in their business and to scaling their business and to just like creating wealth. So we really have a program for everybody. Um, so just speak to one of us. We have um, there. It's completely free to get on the phone. And we always like to like give strategy and, and some love on the calls anyway. So you're going to learn from just getting on the call. <laughs> Amazing. Kayla. I'm so grateful for you and I cannot wait to just watch you shine this year and you know, every year, but really I'm excited to see the lives that you impact and you know, the change that you're going to create in the world. It's it's, your powerhouse. And I'm always so inspired by you. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us and your time and your gifts. Um, Okay. Last question. And I, I always invite my guests to share whatever comes through without filtering and go, you know, as big or as simplistic as you want. But the, the question is always, what are you celebrating right now? Celebrating health. That's what I'm celebrating without your health. You have nothing. So I like to celebrate the fact that, um, I'm healthy. My kids are healthy and, um, you know, in that health is wealth. So every day that's what I'm celebrating. 
Mm, amen to that. Well, guys, if you love this episode, make sure that you share it on social media. Go ahead and tag me, tag Kayla. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. I think the greatest way that we can thank our guests for being on the show is to just share their message out into the world. And Kayla, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. You're such a light. I'm so grateful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. Thank you. All right, guys, sending you all so much love. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.